0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN.
2: <laughs> I don't have my degree in meteorology, but you know what? All you got to do is go to the window and realize probably not the best outdoorsy day. If you catch my drift, right? Dan Grosser Show. Hey, uh, please. Well, the Yankees aren't going to have to worry about a rain delay tonight because, you know what, they're in Texas. You don't have to worry about the conditions. They have a roof. But if you got tickets to the Met game today, you might be probably looking for other plans. If the Mets do the wise thing, they'll call this thing early because it doesn't appear there's any sort of uh, let up. With the forecast or the radar moving forward. Raining the rest. It's raining sideways. Saturday. It was raining sideways when I went out this morning, 100%. Anyways, happy Saturday, everybody. Hope you are doing well. Hope you're dry. Hope you're safe. And we're hanging out with you per usual till noon at 800 919 3776. Joe and Harvey with us as well, producing the program. Get me on Twitter at Dan at G R A C A, as we get ready to turn the page to the month of May in just a couple of days. And well, we know that we're going to get at least one of our lo- – well, you know what? Let me rephrase that. We're going to get at least two of our winter sports locals that will be playing in the month of May. Because, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, we began the postseason with all five of them taking part in the playoffs, right? You had the Knicks and the Nets in the NBA. You had Devils, Rangers, Islanders in the NHL. Nets are long gone, right? They're down in Cabo having a good time. Knicks, of course, getting ready for the Miami Heat tomorrow afternoon at Madison Square Garden. Devils and Rangers, they got a date tonight. National TV audience at MSG. Rangers need a victory on home ice just to get it back to Newark for a Monday Game 7. We'll have more on that, of course, as we go. Our coverage, by the way, begins at 7.30 right here on 98.70 ESPN. So you're going to get at least one of those two that will be moving on to round two And we know who their opponent is going to be now, and that would be the Carolina Hurricanes. Because last night, the Islanders' hopes were dashed at UBS Arena by Carolina. An overtime heartbreaker. Paul Stastny scoring a goal that, I mean, it's one that's tough to stomach, even if it was, you know, game 30 in January or something like that. Much less your season's back is up against the wall. And that could mean the end of your season if it goes in, and that's exactly what happened. Just one of those, like, throw it at the net and you hope something good will happen. That's what Paul Stasny did. Unfortunately, it beat Sorokin, and the Islanders are left to ponder, you know, what could have been and what changes are going to need to be made before next season, because I think it's obvious if you watch this team, there are some changes that need to be made. I don't know if you are realistically expecting to run it back with this core for next season. You know, just wave a magic wand and say, yeah, we're good. Bring a lot of the same guys back, and, you know, we think we're going to have different results again next year. I, I I don't know if you can expect that with the way things have gone with this club. And, and the Islanders last night, they played a really, really good first two periods. You know, they had dominated. They had controlled the hockey game. And you started to think that, all right, you got yourself a shot here. You know, you hope that you had maybe a little bit more of a cushion. You know, you don't want to necessarily take a one nothing lead because then you know bounce of the puck here and there, it could mean the end of your season. You know, you'd like to have a little bit more certainty, but, you know, then all of a sudden in the third, something changed, and Sebastian Ajo got the goal, and, you know, we all kind of had a few laughs at his expense with that Islanders goal in, you know, game number five off of his face, but he's found the back of the net the last few games, and he got the Canes right back into this one. You forced OT, and as we said, with the Stastny game winner, and that was all she wrote for this hockey team. And it's unfortunate because – you know, I, I thought that there was a decent shot there. We were getting a game number seven. You know, but you, you got to score. You know, it's the playoffs. I understand that, you know, you need defense and you got to tighten things up and that sort of thing. But you can't just expect to have one goal on the board and that's going to be good enough for you. And the Islanders are going to have all summer to think about what went wrong. And, you know, a series that I'm sure that they feel is winnable because they had a couple of games in this series. Game two, which is one that they probably should have won. And, you know, you could even make the case about last night. You know, you hang on and win those two games. We're having a different discussion here about this team. And, you know, we're talking about them moving on to round number two and awaiting the winner of the Rangers and the Devils. But instead, it didn't happen. And now you've got to move on. And, you know, tonight's game, I understand that the momentum of this series has shifted dramatically, right? you got a Devils team, which is supremely confident right now. They're red hot. And, it, by the way, just for clarification purposes, I had nothing to do with it. Absolutely nothing to do with it. Nothing. I don't care what all the pundits say. I don't care what people that work at this radio station have to say. I could care less. It's not true. I don't play the games. I don't officiate the games. I don't do anything. I just tell it like I absolutely see it. And I'm as surprised as anybody. You know, if you watch the first two games of this series that the Rangers clearly dominated, the first two games in Newark, on the road. All right, and then if you went on some sort of, you know, religious mission or something like that, and you didn't watch the rest of the series and you were gone for a week or whatever it is. Maybe you went into a darkness retreat like Aaron Rodgers for a week and you missed games three, four, and five. If you got out of the darkness retreat today and then you asked your buddy, hey, what, what's going on with the uh, – who are the Rangers playing next? You know, was it a sweep? Did they beat the Devils in four? Did they beat the Devils in five? If somebody was said no, actually the Devils lead the series now three games to two, you'd think they were crazy. Or maybe you had to go check and see what you ingested in that darkness retreat, that it's playing mind games with you. Anybody that knows hockey would look at the first two games and say, there's no way that the Devils are going to win three straight and, and wrestle control of this series. And that's exactly what happened. Now, I'm going to still say the same exact thing I've been saying the last couple of days, before game four, before game five. This series is not over yet. It's not. Things can change on a dime. The Rangers have home ice tonight. Some of the players echoed those sentiments right after the game, even on Thursday. All they have to do is win one game at home. That shouldn't be too much to ask, right? They've won a lot of games in front of that garden crowd all season long. Now they just got to do it one more time. Don't worry about winning six and seven. Win one game. They ain't winning. (laughs) One game. Harvey doesn't want them to win, but they're just win a game. And I keep thinking about it. So you mean to tell me, Rangers, good hockey team, really, really good season. Got Hall of Famers on that roster. Some of the top players in the National Hockey League at their respective positions. You mean to tell me that the Rangers are going to go out in the first round and not win a single game at Madison Square Garden? They're going to go 0 for 3? I can't see it. Can't see it. And that's why I think tonight is gettable for this team. And look, I'm not trying to play the role of Gerard Galland here. I don't have to talk to the team or give any sort of, you know, helpful advice or friendly pointers or anything like that. My suggestion, though, probably, get a goal on the board early. You know, get a goal on the board. When you're coming off of a game where you got shut out, and Akira Schmid, by the way, played his best game probably in game number four, or five, excuse me, and I don't know, it's, you know, the cliche statement is, oh, well, you know, he's in their heads. He's in their heads. I didn't get that impression at all the first two games. But when a guy beats you three in a row, and most recently he shuts you out, I think it kind of leaves you scratching your head a little bit if you're the opposing team. Like, boy, what do we got to do to beat this guy? And all these things are conspiring against you. And you wonder, how are we going to find a way to regain momentum in this series? And I think the Rangers are fighting that a little bit right now. That's why an early goal is paramount in tonight's game. Paramount. And you know what? Don't be like the Islanders. Tack on a goal or two along the way. Nothing says you can't do that either. Your goaltender with Igor should be good enough to go play and win you a hockey game tonight. You know, get him a couple of goals of support, and I, more often than not, you're going to feel good about your chances because this guy is one of the top net minders in the National Hockey League. I don't even know if Akira Schmid knows what the hell's going on right now. He's just along for the ride, right? This is his first experience in the NHL playoffs, and he's just going with the flow. He's like, hey, this thing is great. You never lose. You go out there and you're the toast of the town. You don't give up goals. Bottom line is, and I understand that, you know, the goaltending switch is what's gotten a lot of conversation here with the Devils, but bottom line is the guys in front of them are playing just so much better than they did in one and two. That's how this series has shifted, not because of a goaltending change. You know, if Vitek Vanacek was still between the pipes, maybe the Devils win one or two of these games. The guys have played better in front of the goalie. And a Ranger power play, which really dominated the first two games of this series they're MIA right now. I ran out to the grocery store this morning, as a matter of fact. True story. And I had to go buy some milk. And I'm looking at all the different, you know, options, seeing which one, you know, the, the one I usually buy there. And on the milk carton, you see a picture there of the Ranger Power Play. Help find us. MIA, missing. Where is it? Oh, for their last 13. That's where this sh- this series has shifted. And you got guys on this hockey team that they brought in to do special things this time of year, i.e. the Patrick Keynes of the world, the Tarasenko's, and they're nowhere to be found. Mika Zibanejad has been MIA right along with the power play this entire series. You know, he's one of your best players. He had a phenomenal season. Mika Zibanejad had a career year this year. And he's given you nothing in this series, nothing. So that's going to have to change. You talk about an early goal tonight, how about Zibanejad scores the goal tonight? That would be something, right? Crowd will have an extra pep in their step. You got one of your favorite players who scores the goal. That would be the ideal dream scenario if you're a Ranger fan tonight. And I know Gerard Gallant was shuffling the lines a little bit yesterday, just trying to jumpstart things, drop Panarin down to the third line. We'll see if they stick with that tonight in the game. He's another guy who hasn't really contributed a hell of a lot this series. But I am not prepared 13 minutes after 9 o'clock on a Saturday morning to declare that the Rangers are dead, I am not going to do that. Haven't done it all series, and I won't believe it until they lose that fourth game. Now, talk to me tonight, maybe about eleven o'clock. Might have a different song to sing, but right now, go win a hockey game at home. Shouldn't be all that hard, right? Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today. We'll do more in the hockey a little bit later on, of course. We'll do plenty on the NBA and the New York Knickerbockers because, oh, yeah, Devils-Rangers tonight is just like the appetizer, it seems, even though it's a potential clinching situation. It's the appetizer for what's going to go down in that building tomorrow at about 1 o'clock. Game 1, round 2, Knickerbockers, Heat. Take me back to the 90s for crying out loud when you think about these two squads lacing them up in the NBA playoffs, just like the good old days, just like it used to be. Oh, man, can't wait for that. Good pal Ed Cohen's going to join us coming up at 10 o'clock. He, of course, the voice of the New York Knickerbockers right here on 98.7 ESPN. Congrats on the Lakers. They're moving on. Maybe the Memphis Grizzlies got a little too wide-eyed, you know, And nice to see Dylan Brooks, by the way, who ran his mouth the entire series, poked the bear, tugged on Superman's cape, whatever analogy you want to use in regards to LeBron James. Nowhere to be found again after last night's elimination game where Memphis really put out a great effort with their backs up against the wall. They lost by 40. And I'm not exaggerating. They lost by 40. Oh, boy, what a a season that that kind of just devolved into for the Memphis Grizzlies over the last, you know, month and a half. On the court, off the court, what a disaster. And, hey, watch out for those Lakers. Jack Nicholson is back courtside. LeBron's turning back the clock. AD is a beacon of health all of a sudden. Oh, my goodness. Say it ain't so. And we could get Lakers dubs round number two. But Golden State's got to go win a game in Sacramento tomorrow afternoon, which is not going to be easy. But a game seven nonetheless. So we've got plenty on the basketball stuff. We'll get into the NFL draft today, day three. Jets still got a few more picks to make. Giants have four picks a little bit later on today. And you know what? I really like what both of these teams have done, really and truly. We'll get into all that stuff a little bit later on, and we'll hit the baseball as well. And, yeah, the Mets can't hit right now. Um, Neither can the Yankees, to be quite honest with you. And of particular interest, the most noteworthy thing to happen last night for New York baseball doesn't even really involve the Mets or the Yankees. It just involves a guy who used to be prominently figured in New York baseball. We're talking about Jacob DeGrom, who, if you didn't see it, You know, stop me if you've heard this one before, but Jacob DeGrom is hurt yet again, and this one could be pretty significant. Departing that game in the fourth inning last night against the Yankees with what the team is calling forearm tightness. And if you could read body language, it didn't look good. So, you hope the best for him, but... Everybody that wondered, boy, should the Mets have ponied up a little bit more to keep this guy? And look, the Mets' rotation right now is nothing to write home about. I could get a start. That's how bad things are. But $185 million for a guy who, who knows if he even pitches again the rest of the season, you know why the Mets weren't a little bit more aggressive. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. It's Dan on a Saturday morning. We will get it rolling right after this on 98.7 ESPN. He
0: stuffed it. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. (laughs)
1: But you know what? We'll keep you company. That's what we're here for.
2: 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Let me get this out of the way here real quick. ESPN New York has your chance to win $25,000 this baseball season in the New York No-Hitter Sweepstakes. Enter now at ESPNNewYork.com or on the ESPN New York app. Pick a team to throw a no-hitter and you can win $25,000. It's presented by MoheganSunCasino.com. And for full contest rules, go to York.com. Calm. uh rangers tonight against the devils coverage begins at 7 30 right here on 98.7. but you know what if you want to even be more specific how about coverage begins at 7 o'clock because don who's going to have the pregame at 7 30 is going to do a little bridge show no! so i've been told yeah i don't know if he's going to scream too much though between 7 and 7 30 so don from the garden beginning at play it's your 7. birthday and then we got the game, of course. And then the Knicks tomorrow, one o'clock, tip off at MSG, game one, round two against the Miami Heat. All right, let's get some phones out there. A lot of people want to chime in. They're up, they're fired up, they're excited, and who could blame them? Let's say hi to Danny in Long Island. He's our leadoff hitter on 98.7 ESPN. Dan, good morning. How are you? Uh, I'm not doing it so well. The weather is absolutely atrocious here on Long well, Island. I mean,. I- I knew when I was sitting in February
3: with 65-degree weather that we pay for this, and now that we're having the spring of our discontent, absolutely terrible. Uh, I can't – the amount of sports activity that's going on in the New York area, it's unbelievable where you have, like, five or six items that would all be the main story, all going on at once. Uh, Last night, my remote control again almost exploded in my hands. The island is – the things happen that you see in sports that are so clear that it's going to happen. What about – 16 minutes left in the game. I said to myself, "Are the Islanders going to try to win this game one nothing? Because we're not doing anything offensively. And as sure as the sun goes down, they get the tying goal. They dominate the entire third and overtime. And good night, my Islanders. Goodbye. Maybe next time, try to score a second goal instead of doing a rope a dope with 20 minutes to go in the, in, in, in the game. That never works. And now they deserve what they got, which is an overtime loss. Then you got Mr. Degrom, where everybody in the world knew." What was going to happen with Jacob and Why the Mets weren't going to sign him? Except the general manager of the Texas Rangers. So, like, everybody saw this but one person. The second game in a row now in the fourth or fifth inning, while firing a no-hitter a perfect game, he comes out of the game now. And, you, like you said, this might be a more significant injury.
2: But, but, but Dan, I mean, real quick, I'll let me stop you and I'll, I'll let you finish. But here, yeah. here's the thing. I don't blame Chris Young down there in Texas because here's what the Rangers are doing. The Rangers have fallen on hard times for the last few years. They opened a brand-new spankin' ballpark, which, unfortunately, they cut the ribbon the year of COVID, so they couldn't even get people in the stands. They want to make a big splash. Remember, they gave a half a billion dollars last year to Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager. Those are two middle infielders. The owner says, here's my checkbook. We want to put a lot of good product on the field so we can get people to come watch us. That was at the owner's behest. That's not Chris Young, but you know what? If you're a team like Texas, that's how you get a guy like Degrom. You got to overpay and you hope that he stays healthy.
3: Well, you know what? But if that, then it's on the owner because the owner of the Mets, who we all know will spend whatever he wants, totally is not going to spend it stupidly. He said, "You know, I'm not going to be an idiot." And maybe, you know, but enough on that. Then we have tonight. We have the Rangers, uh, Devils again, a series that turned on a dime. Uh, we we thought this was going to be 4 or 5. Now the, the Rangers will be lucky to get it back to 7. Uh, and last but not least, there's going to be no living with the morning crew now. Because as I'm sitting there watching the NFL draft last night, the guy has to go and make a Dave Rothenberg with a, a, a D.P.H.O. drop. Mr. Draft has to announce on national television, I was talking to Rothenberg at D.P.H.O. today up in New York, and all the Giant fans wanted to – I mean, I almost – I literally dropped my drink because they're they're going to be intolerable now for the rest of their lives.
2: Hey, you know what? That's the way things roll, Danny. Bottom line, and good for those guys. Thanks for the phone call. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. And you know what? That's fine. Better than the alternative. Give it another, what, month and a half when we're in the dog days of summer when NFL mini camps are done and they go on hiatus waiting for training camp to begin. You know, the basketball season's over, the hockey season's over, and all you got essentially is baseball. And, you know, who should the Mets go out and get to beef up that lineup? You know, will any Yankees suddenly get off the injured list and, and, and get healthy to help this team and blah, blah, blah? You know, we're going to wish for times like this with all the playoffs. So enjoy it while it's still around. Spike's in St. Pete. He's up next here on 98.7. Spike, good morning. How are you? How am I? Oh, baby. How You're excited, am I? I can tell. All
4: oh, right, man, this is just... This is wonderful. I, uh, You know, the other sports I peek in on here and there. But You're this peaking. is my sport. This is my sport, man. And they should bring out Charlie Ward and P.J. Brown to be honorary captains. <laughs> they should have Jeff, Jeff Van Gundy jump center again, honorary with Alonzo Mourning. And uh, this is a great matchup. And Jimmy Butler, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this. It's been corroborated by a few guys that know even more than I do, because I know basketball pretty well. I got to tell you something. Jimmy Butler is the closest thing, now listen carefully, to Michael Jordan in the playoffs, not talent-wise, but mentally, mental acuity and focus. This guy's game, he's a terrific player. He's not the most skilled player, but he's a terrific closer, the, the guys, whoever he plays with, whoever the stops he's made, a lot of them with tips, which is an interesting sidebar. I'm sure you'll get on that. But something about him, he smells the money in the fourth quarter. So you have two choices here. You know where I'm going. Do you shut him down or do you tire him out by running stuff at him? The trouble is the Knicks are so ISO they don't run anything. But I think the Knicks key, Danny, and I know you know this, They're killing everybody off the boards. Cleveland, they looked soft like a Carvel. Both of them. What happened to Jarvis Rowan, man? What happened to him? Four rebounds, two points. And and the other guy, Mobley, third choice in the defensive player of the year. I didn't see that. I saw Mitchell throwing them off like they were little kids. I think the Knicks take it. I think the Knicks, Brunson has been every expectation – Conference final last year. Mark Cuban probably should jump in a shark tank after he made that move.
2: Well, I saw he's got a new commercial out with the Cuban sandwiches. I thought that was clever. So he's getting some good run with that. Spike, thanks for the phone call. I think you hit on a couple of good points. Uh, You know, we talked about it yesterday, as a matter of fact. I think the Knicks, yeah, they absolutely controlled the battle of the bigs in that first round. It's going to be harder to be as dominant rebounding-wise than what you did against Cleveland. Heat are a better team when it comes to that regard. That's going to be about, you know, Bam versus Mitch slash Hartenstein is going to be a hell of a matchup. Maybe one of those undercards that I think is not getting enough play here as we begin the series, but it will once we get it going for the first couple of games. And the thing about Jimmy Butler, you know what name kind of keeps popping up into my head the more I watch and, and, and what you said about him in the playoffs? Not exactly the same type of player, you know, body type build, of course, or whatever, but just the stage. Right, kind of taking the game to another level once the postseason arrives. Almost kind of playing it off to the crowd, especially on the road. And there is, of course, Nick Tion's, A little bit of Reggie Miller. Right, if you're old enough to remember the way Reggie was in the playoffs, and not just those series against the Knicks and, you know, the choke thing. A little bit like that. That's what it kind of reminds me of. And isn't it fitting that this is who the Knicks are going to have to do battle with here over the next couple of weeks again? But look, bottom line, Knicks are the favorites in this series. You got home court advantage. And I don't know, you don't want to look too, too far ahead, but you can't tell me if you're a Knicks fan that at least the idea and the thought is not kind of circling in your mind a little bit that, hey, man, we're four wins away from the Eastern Conference Finals. All we have to do is defend our home court. Who cares if you don't win a game down in Miami? If you win all four at the Garden, guess what? You're going to the Conference Finals. Talk about a dream scenario when the year began. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six is the telephone number. We'll talk Knicks with our pal Ed Cohen coming up in about a half an hour. He, of course, the voice of the Knicks. More of your calls when we return. Dan Gross' show on a Saturday, 9870 SPN. This is the Dan Grossa Show on 98.7 ESPN.
0: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E.
2: Keep those tweets coming at Dan Grassa, G-R-A-C-A. You get me there as well. A lot of people fired up already about Ranger game tonight, thinking they could get up off the mat. And, of course, the Knickerbockers starting off against the Heat coming up in round number two tomorrow. You know, this isn't going to be easy. It's not. You know, and it's not supposed to be. As you continue to move forward through these playoffs, each opponent is supposed to get tougher. But I think from top to bottom, if you look at the way these teams stack up with one another, the Knicks, I think, are the deeper team. Anybody that watches them knows that I think the Knicks have more options to beat you. But the Heat still have the best player in this series, and that's Jimmy Butler. Right? And there's no shame in saying that. And it doesn't mean necessarily that you still shouldn't or can't win. I mean, Cleveland had the best player in Donovan Mitchell. And the Knicks were able to neutralize him to a certain degree. And here's the thing with that. Butler is going to have his points. He's going to go off. There's going to be games where he just goes out there and seems unstoppable. The trick to beating a team like Miami is, if Butler's going to go have his, just don't let the other guys around him beat you as well. Jimmy Butler's not going to score 100 points a game. You know, he goes out there and he has his 30-35. That's great. Don't let the rest of the guys go off. You know, the bench production is another area that you hope the Knicks are going to have the upper hand. Because they sure as hell did against the Cleveland Cavaliers, and that makes things a heck of a lot easier, Ronnie. I mean, Miami's got some guys that could go off at any given moment, but top to bottom, I still think the Knicks have more ways to beat you off the bench. You know, Grimes spoke yesterday, and he seemed somewhat optimistic that he should be able to go. And, look, I'm not sitting here expecting anything from Quentin Grimes from a scoring standpoint. I, I, I've kind of tempered that a little bit, right? But if he could go out there and play lockdown defense because – You're going to need an army to stop Jimmy Butler. It's not going to be one guy. Tibbs isn't going to say, all right, it's you. You got the assignment one-on-one. That's it. You're going to need Grimes. You're going to need Josh Hart. You're going to need R.J. Barrett. I think it's going to be a collective effort to try to slow him down. And you ride the hot hand. Let's say hi to our pal Marvin in the Bronx. He's up next here on 9870 ESPN. Marv, good morning, my friend. How are you?
5: Dan, look, I'm a big-time Yankee fan, big-time Giant fan. But excuse me for being myopic, all right? My mind is on one place. That's on 34th and 8th Avenue in that building, all right? Myopic and
2: I, Marvin on a Saturday morning. <laughs> now, Marvin, let me tell you something. It's not even 10 o'clock yet. Some people haven't had their coffee. That myopic word might be a little too SAT heavy
0: for people to
5: serve. You sound like my wife, all right? Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I tell people, I'm the dumbest one in the family. I have two master's degrees, but I have four cousins that are attorneys. <laughs> so, so, Marv so keeping listen, it real. Nice. Yeah, yeah so I, I don't get carried away. Look, I am so caught up in this. And you took my thunder when you mentioned about the Eastern Conference Final. I'm starting, I'm starting to feel like it's 1999 again. And the Knicks about to go on one of those runs. I'm not saying they're going to win a championship because I feel LeBron out in the West because you never doubt the heart of a champion. All right? And I always believe in that. All right? But this is, a, this is going to be a special year for the Knicks. And to conceive of that, um, it, I think it was R.J. Barrett, one of the other players made a statement that before the, when they were training for the season that they want to shock the world. Well, let me tell you something. New York has waited a long time for this. It, I'm, I might even – look. I'm a born again Christian. I might even miss church tomorrow for this game. I, I think might you, call isn't the there like a, I won't be there. Ain't there? <laughs>
2: don't a lot of these places give you like a permission slip or something? Like they allow you to miss if there's like a big game or something? Because I mean, look, no, the, Marv, the they play football on Sundays. Me, we,
5: we, 'Cause I'm a deacon, so where you where were you? I said, Look, man, I c I can't come to church. I'm too caught up in this man. The Lord'll forgive me. <laughs> you know what? If some if the Lord
2: is asking you questions, Marvin, about why did you miss service or whatever, you say what, well, you know what? Call up Adam Silver. He's the one that scheduled the game at one o'clock on Sunday.
5: <laughs> that's true, that's true. But you know? look, Dan, and it's a pleasure being with you every every Saturday. I love I love Dave, but hey man, me and you are beginning to bond and like I said, um I'm sorry about the SAT worry but I had to throw it in there. But, uh, hey, man, I'm just feeling on cloud nine about this. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to this game. And like I said, there's an old saying that goes back. I've been a Knicks fan 60 years. Mm. As the Knicks go, so does the NBA. And this is a special time for the NBA. And And, and, let let, let me ask you a
2: question. Let me ask you a question before you go. And, And not just the Knicks. The team that won a game last night on their home floor, the Lakers out west, okay? If both of those teams are relevant, that also makes the NBA go twofold. Yes, it does. Let me ask you this, though, on the way out, okay? let's And you don't want to think in these terms, but I'm just throwing it out there because I want to get the gauge of the Knicks fan. Let's say this series goes six and Jimmy Butler just goes incredibly, like, out of his mind and he's the one that helps Miami win this series. If the Knicks lose in six games... How do you look at this season? you think it's successful?
5: I think it's a stepping stone to what's to come. Because in the 60s, the Knicks lost to the Celtics before they won that championship. On a Friday night, it was disappointing. And Dave had closed the locker room door, and he said, next year we'll win it. I'm not saying they'll win it next year, but we're on our way. And I told my grandkids, if the Knicks don't win a championship, in my, I saw the first two, in my lifetime, when I die, I come to my grave and pour champagne on it and say, Grandpa, they finally did it.
2: <laughs> oh, man. Marv, don't think in those terms, my God, please. <laughs> I mean, you're a man of the cloth, for crying out loud. You don't want to go down that road. No, I'm
5: not ready to leave yet, but, I mean, it's been a, it's been a <laughs> desert, man. It was the Knicks.
2: <laughs> Marv, enjoy it, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. There's our good buddy, uh, Marvin in the Bronx. There. Look, I, 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 I think that is the appropriate term. When evaluating things, it is a stepping stone. It's a stepping stone and it's a good group, right? This is a team you can get behind, right? This is a Nick team. Let's face it. Even if you're not a Nick fan, if you're a casual fan, you know, if you don't have a dog in the fight, if you just like basketball and you've followed this team and you chronicled their every step here over the last, you know, couple of months or whatever, this is a team you can root for. They're a hardworking group, lunch pail group, kind of like, you know, fits the mold of what New York basketball supposed to be. You know, you think back to those days in the 90s and those Riley Knicks teams, and then on to Van Gundy. Like, those were the teams that kind of embodied the city more than anything. During those years, I mean, shoot, I remember the Knicks were almost like the number one story in the city because remember, that was before, if you want to go to even like the early 90s, that was before like the Yankee dynasty. Was even a thing. It was Knicks, 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 Knicks. As soon as you got to the springtime, you know, April, May, Knicks basketball. It was like seven days a week, 24 hours a day. And we're not at that point just yet because, okay, this is the first time they've won a round in 10 years. You have to continue to build to this. But you look at this group and you look at the guys who are on this squad, right? That's what it's all about. Brunson's not going anywhere. He's a home run signing. You know, Julius Randle, you locked him up. If he could just get that ankle right, you know, you got something. He's an all-star caliber player. They have to. They have to keep Josh Hart. Josh Hart might embody this team in this city maybe more than any guy on this roster. You know, R.J. Barrett continuing to improve and to flourish. You know, you've seen something now, another dimension of Mitchell Robinson's game. And you could go on and on and on and on. And he got the guy who's the perfect coach for it in Tom Thibodeau. Perfect. Omar in Brooklyn is up next. I know he's fired up. Omar, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Dan. How are you?
6: Listen, uh, I am excited. I can't wait for, you know, Rangers have to do it tonight to even pump up our emotions for tomorrow. So we are all geared up. We are in a good mood to get it rolling. Let me, let me end. ABC and ESPN, before that 1 uh, one o'clock start. They got to, they got to show that P.J. Brown, Charlie Ward, Lenzo Morning, Larry Johnson, Jeff Van Gunty, the 90s, That is a 10-minute clip before the game starts. Everybody, you got to. This rivalry, I didn't think that it, I, it is giving me goosebumps. I can't wait for this series. I remember Chicago Bulls, New York Knicks on mm-hmm. Sunday afternoon, 3.30 when the game used to happen. I used to look at the window outside. There was no traffic at that time. Nothing. Everybody watching because there was no cell phones and this. Everybody's watching on TV. That was silent. That afternoon when Chicago used to play New York Knicks, that was all the traffic. On Sunday afternoon, it was dead. I used to go to the store to go, just to get an app, but there was nobody. Everybody's sitting inside watching that game. That is the feeling. I Listen, I totally believe in you. I, I think the two edges that Miami Heat has. The one, I love Thibodeau, but the coaching edge goes to uh, Eric. And the main player, because Butler has the experience and have done it more than Brunson. But uh, you heard about Charles Barkley. Mitch Robinson has suddenly become Moses Malone. (laughs) And this this uh, this guy, he said, Brunson is the Michael Jordan of New York Knicks. Here comes, we have the player who has the gut value, who has the prime time, and who has the... You know, a, a, everybody loves Butler. who A hard-nosed fan, everybody, the way Butler plays. Nobody can hate Butler. His passion for the game is amazing. But Brunson's passion for the game is the same. He wants no matter what a victory. His demeanor is same like Butler. Let's bring it on. Saturday afternoon. Listen, the Lord will want you. Listen, go to the church, you guy. At 12 o'clock, come back at 1 o'clock and watch the game. Go for the prayers. We need, need some prayers too, you know, like for the... The Miami Heat has already had the championship. We want our championship. I want to see and uh, like somebody. Uh, uh, the guy told that somebody. Uh, Their the grandson is going to put him in his game. Listen, no, I want the championship alive, so I can. I haven't seen it. He has seen sixty nine.
1: I
2: haven't seen it. You haven't I seen it. You know what, it. Omar? You'll get there. You're going to get there. I promise you. And I thank you for the phone call. I got to hit a break you. You know what you do? Though? I was thinking about this because Marvin brought up the um. The religion thing. And, Omar, thank you for the phone call. The, um, I can't speak for other religions or whatever, but, like, in the, the Catholic Church or whatever, you know, let's say if you have, like, 12 o'clock Mass you go to on Sunday. You know what your move is tomorrow? Here's what you do. At the end of the Mass, like, when they're doing the communion service or whatever, go for communion. And you, I don't know if you've pulled this move before in the past. Like, after you receive the, the communion, as you're going around and you're walking back to your seat or whatever, you just make a beeline for the exit. That's what you do. And that way you could get home for 1 o'clock. And a tip-off for the game. I mean, don't tell me you haven't made that move before, trying to make it home for a 1 o'clock kickoff on football Sundays. You know you have. You don't lie to me. (laughs) Lie to other people. Don't lie to me. I know what you're up to. 800-919-3776. You know, people can Omar brought up the Charlie Ward and the P.J. Brown. You know what what they should do tomorrow? Seriously. Just for, like, a little nostalgia. I don't know what P.J. Brown is up to these days. I couldn't tell you um but you know he made a couple of bucks during his career i'll look it up during the break like what his career earnings were i'm sure he's made a couple of dollars you know playing all those years in the nba pj brown began as a net remember way back when they should have like a pregame ceremony to fire up the garden crowd you put like a basketball at center court have charlie ward on one baseline pj brown on the other baseline and then like have somebody blow the whistle and have both of the guys, like, remember when you used to play that game in gym class, like, steal the bacon? Like, no holds barred. Just have both of them, like, dart to midcourt and then, like, duke it out, like the old days. First one that scores a basket wins. Just to fire up this crowd a little bit more. That's what they should do. Anybody else sign up for that? I would. What do you think? You think the NBA and MSG will make that happen? <laughs> All right, we're getting a little silly here. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Remember, we'll talk Knicks with Ed Cohen, voice of the Knicks, in about 12 minutes. Dan Grasso show, 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> They met in the playoffs four straight years in the late 90s. Four consecutive seasons. I mean, it became like, you know, an annual rite of spring with the Knicks and the Heat. And the crazy thing about it is, I mean, it just goes to show you how old I'm getting. That feels like five minutes ago. I can still remember those games and those series. And now we're talking, you know, with 25 years. Damn, time flies. Grasso Show, 98.7 ESPN. We'll talk to Ed Cohen, our good buddy, voice of the Knicks. You hear every bounce of the ball with Ed behind the mic. Coming up here for this Knicks Heat series on 98.7 ESPN. Mike in Queens, he's up next here on 98.7. Michael, good morning. How are you?
7: i like to say I'm Catholic. And uh, after communion, before the, gives, <laughs> before the priest gives the final blessings, before yeah. you leave church, I used I used to sneak out and watch football games and
2: and stuff like that too. So it can be done. Everybody's be done it, Mike. Everybody's done it. And and look, you know what? I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna give everybody the blessing. I, you're gonna have Grass's blessing here on Saturday morning. Here's what I'm gonna do. Okay, you're missing. We were talking about it during the break. What are you missing usually? Okay, you miss the blessing and you miss the announcements. Like the church, yeah. you know, they read the announcements for you. It's like, hey, don't forget on Wednesday night, we're going to have bingo. So if you want to swing by and get some free coffee and donuts, feel free in the church basement. Let us That's all right. pray. You, you, missed,
7: you, you, missed, you missed the traffic coming out of the parking lot, too. So you and you miss beat of the that. traffic.
2: Uh, and you right. beat the traffic.
7: Yes. I, w- I would like to say one thing. As New York Knicks fans, we're f- forgetting one thing. I would like to personally thank Danny Age and the Utah Jazz organization. We need to thank them for asking for too much during the Donovan Mitchell trade negotiations because imagine if we had given up all that draft capital and players for Donovan Mitchell and he performed for the Knicks the way he performed for Cleveland. We would be incensed. So I would like to thank them for asking for too much. And look at the players that we were about to give up.
2: Those are the ones that are performing now for the Knicks. You know, Mike, I, I hear what you're saying, and it's easy to make that claim based on what just happened in the Cleveland series. My opinion of Donovan Mitchell hasn't changed one bit. He's a fantastic player. You know what was exposed in this series? The guys around him maybe aren't as ready for prime time as we thought. That's what got exposed a little bit. Now, look, same thing could happen in this series. Right, even though there's more guys on this Miami team that have gone deeper in the playoffs than any of those Cleveland guys have, that's why the key is not to let the supporting players of Miami have a way to factor into this series. Butler is going to get his, he's going to go off. Don't let the other guys beat you. Well, Donovan Mitchell didn't play enough defense in and, and,
7: and that series, also. And the players we would have gave up played exceptional defense during that series.
2: So he's not a, he, he defense isn't his game, his game is scoring. Right, and we would have given up those defensive players to get him. It worked out. What can you tell you, Mike? And and, and thank you for the phone call, my friend. Appreciate it as always. Look, we all forecast. I don't want to say we all. I'm not going to go there. But so many folks forecasted gloom and doom before that series started. Remember that it was potentially the nightmare scenario when you found out you were going to be matched up against the Cleveland Cavaliers. You're going up against Donovan Mitchell. And could you imagine if your season ends with him going crazy, with him eliminating the Knicks, and then it's just going to be constantly revisiting the summertime. Why didn't you pull the trigger on that trade? If you would have went and got Donovan Mitchell, then you would have been the ones moving on instead of going home. And it couldn't have worked out any better if you were a Knicks fan. Right? It it, it was a dreamlike scenario. Because for the most part, let's face it, it was a stress-free series. Knicks were in control. The Knicks were clearly the better team in those five games. As I said, the more and more you watch that series, I started to get a little nostalgic about what I saw two years ago. Not for good reasons, but just that's what came to my mind. And the fact that that was almost like the Knicks-Hawks series from 2021, except the roles were reversed. The Knicks were the Hawks, right? They were the better basketball team. It wasn't fluky. And that's why, you know, once the Knicks won three and four at the Garden, The turning point in that series, or or, or, I don't want to say turning point, but the moment you knew that the Knicks were winning this thing, I thought was in game four, third quarter. When the Knicks had that lead, coming out of the locker room after halftime, Cleveland came back, took a quick lead, and you're thinking, "Uh uh-oh, the old Knicks would have lost that game in the fourth quarter. But they gathered themselves, and it was the reserves who led the charge to help them win game number four. And then when it went back to Cleveland for game five, I'm saying – Knicks are the better squad. They're not losing this thing, and they closed it out in Cleveland and did so without Julius Randle barely playing much of those last two games. All right, we'll keep this conversation going here with Ed Cohen. He, of course, is the radio voice of the New York Knicks here on 98.7, 800-919-3776. Dan Gross' show till noon right here on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, don't forget on Wednesday night, we're going to have bingo. So if you want to swing by and get some free coffee and donuts, feel free in the church basement.
1: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing, and creative